Here we go, another week uh, here at Los Alamitos. Uh, we're getting close towards, actually we're just down the last couple of days of the fall thoroughbred season here at Los Alamitos. So doubleheaders are just this week. And then we, uh, the main thoroughbred circuit switches over to Sanita. And then Los Alamitos features another thoroughbred season at the end of the year in December. So getting back to the quarter horse talking things. Uh, welcome Curtis, uh, how, was, uh, how was this week in between? You know, it was, uh, it was pretty rough on, on fraternity trial night. It Professor was. took the belt from me. I think we'll get into we'll get into that a little later. So I'm still uh, recuperating. No, oh, no, not for the professor. Yeah, <laughs> I fully accept it. It was a very hard uh, consensus night. Nobody really uh, did well with their picks, but uh, yeah, we saw we saw some upsets. Yes. It, it was a pretty tough night for us all. So we'll we'll, we'll recap and get into all of that. Uh, so we kind of jump back and forth. We for, sometimes we forget to do it, but let's recap our locks of the night last week. Uh, they were, I remember they were back to back yours mm -hmm. and I's, but to give you a, a brief rundown. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was rough for both of us. It was, uh, I think we were in races three and four, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. So you went first, uh, you got off to. Stumble starting, I want to say. Yeah, I had eyes the favorite on the outside in the third race for Paul Jones. Stumbled at the start and uh, came running late, but lost to the other Paul horse that was coming in from Rio Doso, Boss on time. So I went 0 for 1 that week. Oh, yeah, that was the other Paul Jones, right? Yes. The other yes. Paul Jones. Was that Ramon Sanchez on that one? Yep. Yep. Ramon uh, Sanchez is now getting back into that picking up the good business from Paul Jones. Yeah. Don't be, uh, now it's not easy to say, oh, Ayala's in the best one. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not an automatic now. Yeah, that was kind of one of my keys for uh, that race. Even though Ayala had ridden as a favorite before, uh, I thought he, he just would stick on that one. Uh, he would have ridden boss on time if that one was the favorite, but yeah. uh, no, had to finish second. And then on the next race, I think I had Miss KO as my lock of the night. And that one got into, it was just a mess of a race. There was a lot of going yeah. on. Just, uh, did she cause it? I, I don't remember. I know she. No, it was the horse to the inside, the eight, um, lugged out. I believe it was past the eighth pole or something, but forced her out. So they put the eight behind uh, Miss KO. And then we also had the uh, winner was also DQ'd. Um, just send it, the True. Uh, Nielsen horse. Yeah. Uh, Paul and him were not very happy. No, they weren't. It, it was just a mess of a race. It was. Double DQ. And I think, look, the more I, 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 I looked at the race. I haven't even talked about it on air. When we were trying to analyze it. I was like, it just, it was a tough call. Right off the bat, I was like, this is going to be a tough call. No matter what they do, mm -hmm. there's going to be two arguments on both sides. Yeah. Right? So when they did change, I was like, I could see it. I could see it change. But what what left me scratching my head was the horse that got DQ'd did not get placed behind the other runner that was also involved. I want to say, was it two? Uh, just send it. Went in on the three. The two and the one. Yes. But for some reason, they just disqualified it and put it behind the one instead of the three, three. who, who went, uh, I believe, finished last. So it was just weird that, you know, they would make a big deal out of that, you know, causing a chain reaction. But they didn't put the horse behind the three. So that was the main. That was the head scratcher. That was the head scratcher. So uh, with DQs, you're never going to get any everyone happy. Yeah. Uh, especially when there's trials on the line. There's a lot of money at stake. Yeah. Uh, it was just a very tricky, tricky situation to figure out for. So that was a little bit of what was going on last week. So I'll give you a brief uh, rundown of the qualifiers. Let's talk Derby real quick. Um, so I'll give you the, the rundown top to bottom. Mooney Blues, J-Fire Up, Black Friday, On Our Way, Chance of Fire, Just My Kiss, Don't Fools With Me, The Revenant. The Revenant finally turned it around. Oh, I Di think that horse broke all of our, <laughs> our hearts. Go on first. We'll and then two more, uh, Diamonds Blue Eye and Remember the Rose. Top 10 for the PCQHRA Breeders Derby. Um, and uh, Mooney Blues with the fastest qualifying time of 19.720. Second fastest, J-Fire Up, 19.84. So a little bit of a gap between first and second. Mm -hmm. First of all, Mooney Blues had an ideal situation on the outside. A trial that didn't have any other big names per se in the trial. Uh, she had that gate speed and she took full advantage of that that trial, stopping the clock in 1972. And then second observation, J Fire Up. 
you know, if you looked at the cycle and the form, it, this was kind of the race. If we're ever going to see anything good out of her, maybe a little bit of what we know she can run, that was the night to do it. And she fired. She didn't power like the old self, no. but she still fired a much better effort. Yeah, I mean, at least she dueled and was competitive the whole way. I think uh, we were kind of questioning whether she could finish uh, the races, you know, on the end there anymore. I, I think Black Friday there to the inside uh, had some more in reserve. Uh, yes. Looked like Eddie was maybe trying to save some. Uh, people probably weren't very happy about that, uh, just losing narrowly to to J Fire up. But I thought the story of the night was uh, Moody Blues just uh, looked tons the best. Uh, looked the part of a winner there. And again, this could be a case where some of her, her companions, I'm talking about your fire, some of her companions are not catching up to her mm -hmm. in maturity. She kind of really matured early and, and showed a lot of promise as a two-year-old. Now it seems like, uh, you know, a lot of her companions are really have catched up as far as developing their maturity. So overall, I think the Derby is going to be a fun race there um, on the weekend of the Los Alamos Equine. So switching over to the two-year-olds, and we talked about, this was by far the big surprise uh, of the night here. Esteline, or is it Esteline? I, I don't know. I, I thought maybe it was Esteline. Yeah. I, I thought maybe there was a little uh, Spanish <laughs> in there. So I was going to leave that one up to you. All right. So, well, yeah, I, it's just there's so many horses that we go through, so many replays that I can't yeah. even picture in my head how Ed <laughs> called it. But whatever Ed said in the call, that is the correct way. So we'll call her es Esteline. Okay. Uh, we'll go ahead with yeah. that. So uh, congrats to owner and breeder at the Hayden's Brothers Ranch and, and Danny Montes. And look at look at this combo. Danny Montes and Saul Ramirez Jr. Are we yeah. back in 2003? Did, did, we, did we find a time machine? Uh, I mean, especially with a horse that was coming from out of state. Uh, I'd actually picked it on the consensus, but who would have thought this horse would have came up and, and been the fastest qualifier for the fraternity? How much money you would uh, you would have lost if I bet you? Uh, or how much money would both of us would have lost if somebody told us, I'll bet you waiver down it's not going to be in top 10? Oh, with every, everything I had. <laughs> right. I, the way she was looking, I mean, uh, is she nationally ranked number one uh, right she, now? I have her on my poll. I have her as my third. Okay. Uh, behind, uh, actually, I might have her second behind uh, Ap Apocalyptical Jess and, and uh, MM4 in the morning. Okay. Or I might have her second. Uh, but she's definitely top three in yeah. the nation for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, top three in the nation and to go in a PCQHRA futurity trial. And she, to her credit, she she was always on the wrong lead. She never switched over. Mm -hmm. uh, she was just a little bit flat, didn't didn't get in, into the money. She missed the superfecta. That caused the trifecta and nobody had it. The trifecta yeah. played to all, uh, first and second to all. So she didn't hit the try. Uh, she barely got up for the super. And she missed the top ten, so that was the biggest story of the horse that did not make it into the finals. Yeah, I, I mentioned before just how tough it was. Um, during our consensus, nobody really picked very well. Even Ed Burgart uh, didn't pick a winner at all in the trials. Yeah, and uh, you know everybody uh, concedes to Ed being yes. the best handicapper. So we were all pretty shocked at that. I only picked one winner. Uh, Professor picked two winners. Yeah. I, I mean, so it was just a rough night. I don't have any excuses. Uh, the, only, the other horse I, I think I could have had was Conquering Marie. Yeah, uh, I've been high on that horse, but I just didn't pick her in the trial, and, and uh, she ran a pretty stellar race. So I'll give you a top ten. Esseline, Conquering Marie, Red Heart Cartel, Calendar, who uh, that horse should have won that night on, on California Video Champions Night. He came back and validated himself. Kuman 47, pretty fancy dude. Just be me, Patty Riley, Majestic Mr. Perry, and Ali Babe Foose. Uh, Esseline, time of 17.556, conquering Marie with the second fastest qualifier of 17.653. So a very diverse field set for the, for the British futurity. Overall, I think both finals are going to be very, very interesting because even though there's, you know, the fastest qualifiers from each side have about, um, a hundred of a second in difference. Mm -hmm. There's, they're still very competitive. I think the finals are going to be, uh, pretty wide open. Yeah, I don't think anyone really looks at Mooney Blues as a world beater. I think uh, that's a horse that's uh, going to go off favor. But you know, if you want to pick uh, Black Friday, who's already who's already won big races yeah. before, and and Jay Fire Up, who, who looks to be uh, competitive yeah. again, so uh, it definitely looks competitive on the fraternity side. Yeah, I, I think you can go with a number of different runners. Uh, 
looking for horses to bounce back. I, I thought Pat, uh, Patty Riley for Alamon uh-huh. uh, just looked flat. I thought he yes. would run a lot better he was, uh, uh, that he did, and he didn't really show that late kick. He was my top pick in that race. He didn't really show uh, any of that late, late punch. Uh, so how about Red Hawk Cartel? I think that was a 60-1 upset on California Breeder Champions Night, mm-hmm. the full brother to Yankee. He's got in as a third fastest qualifier. I mean, there's some horses that are improving here later in the year. And I think that that was the story of the night as far as a uh, futurity trials night go. Yeah. You got Coleman 47 in there, uh, who again, we always say ha- has all the talent, but uh, just has to put it all together. But he seems to finally uh, be putting it all together at the right time. So yeah, I don't know who I'm going to go with for the yeah, futurity. I'm still, I'm still going to do a lot of the video work and then we'll get to it to see who we like next week. We're just a week away from the finals. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be sale time. By uh, the way, Tell us uh, your excursion to the Majestic oh, Rolling Ranch. Uh, it's actually next week. Oh, it's I thought next it, week. I thought it was last week, and uh, I, I went home, uh, and my mom said, so you're, so, you're, you're so, going to go with Dad? And... So it's this Monday? Yes, it's this, this coming Monday. Monday. Yeah. Ah. Yep, I was uh, ready to go, and, and then she's, oh, no, it's it's next Monday. But uh, So we're going to go out there Monday and Tuesday, I believe. So, okay. so it's, it's, I searched it up. It's about a five- to six-hour drive. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I knew. What, I thought it was a lot closer. I was, I was kind of shocked that uh, his, his uh, base wouldn't be closer to Los Alamos. Yeah. I mean, it's. I hear it's a very nice property, so it's, it's probably a lot of land out there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to going. Yeah, to it. it's a historic Rolling E Ranch. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can sneak away then. I'm sure Professor will give you, uh, uh, you know, a room up there and and, and some credits along to, to have a nice dinner. Well, it's going to be catered anyway. Uh, Doc's going to cater it. Everybody has a nice barbecue there and go around and you'll look at uh, 40 or 50 babies and, and then some of the uh, broodmares he has. So they'll be showing them. Because I remember I told you I'm doing a lot of renovations, uh, renovations at Casa de los Ponies. Mm-hmm. Last week I was tied up because I was I was building a little, a little backyard uh slide and fork for for the bad beat therapist okay i pretty much got it all done uh so i might be able to sneak away now that is i've, I've got that project out of the box now yeah I, i'm sure uh, you can go do some uh, reporting hey, uh, everybody fun. will need i think it'll be the first time anyone's done a yes, report up there yes, so. it could be good all right we'll work on that i'll let you guys know if i do go you'll see uh, you'll see twitter videos and, and pictures as well so but the story of the night this is where, where it really gets interesting. Professor G, I asked him, Professor, I walk into oh. the press box, and right away, before God. he even says a word, he just points at the corner of his <laughs> desk, and he's like, you see that? That's right, back in his place. So he just pointed to the belt, and I was like, so you won? You won the consensus against uh, Curtis? He's like, yeah. He's like, I cruised. No, <laughs> no contest. I cruised throughout the con- I mean, he felt... I mean, you were talking to him. It's like he was rocky. He was like, I, I, I cruised. There was no contest. Yeah, that's kind of the way he was celebrating. But let's set the record straight. So nobody uh, had a winner until the second to last race. Yeah. And he hits a show horse. I, I forget which one it was. And then so he had uh, 280. Yeah, if you pick your third horse and it wins, you get the show price. So then we're going to the last one. He's sweating because uh, I had just being me in the place uh, position. He had it in third. So he was waiting to see, uh, you know, drum roll and uh, see what happened. He beat me by a dollar eighty. Really? And uh, that's all it took. That's all it took. But you know, he can have that one. That was an ugly consensus. So the tally right now is three two uh, in my favor. All right. So he's catching up. He's yes. Catching up. Yes. So uh, wait, did he did he owe you a pizza before this? Again, it was it was convoluted there. So does it cancel out now? No. So you guys are I mean, going to pay need, one? We need to have our pizza. <laughs> right. We need to have uh, our yeah, pizza. Exactly. I mean, because you're not going to get anything out of it, right? Still, if we just cancel out I the still, pizzas. Uh, I, I, I owe a pizza. Uh, <laughs> you know, I said I was going to buy a pizza for the press box. Um, so maybe I'll buy it for finals night if nobody pays up. We'll have to see. If, if your professor doesn't pay up or you don't pay up, yeah, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll definitely be a pizza. But there'll be a pizza. If you, if you guys don't bring one, I'll bring one. Okay, on excellent. Night. So uh, count on that for finals night in one week's time. So I'm going to have a very uh, serious talk with the bad beat therapist and bank loan manager. I'm going to try to wait, get away to Rolling A Ranch this week. Yeah, it'll definitely be uh, uh, worth the trip out there. Yes. It's uh, beautiful, and you get a you get a nice little meal out of it. All right, let's uh, let's talk Saturday's program here at Los Alamitos. Uh, Saturday, September 22nd, we got a, a field of nine going to post. 
two storylines that stood out to me on this card. Multiple grade one winner. He looks hot. And millionaire, he looks hot. Mm-hmm. The winner of the two million. He's entering a 550-yard allowance in race number nine. And the other Southern, the other story of the night, we got Arabians back here at Los Al. I mean, we're, this is circa 2003. I mean, we talked about it already. Yeah. I'm, uh, did you have any story behind why they're coming here? No. Uh, did you have any inside info? I or did not. It was just pretty weird for them to <laughs> just show up out of nowhere. They have an allowance on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then they have a stakes, I believe, on Sunday. Oh, okay. So it might be just part of... Uh, Do you think... I just thought um, because of the we're running the Pomona meet, the LA that, County Fair meet. Do you what think I they think. don't want to run it in the daytime? That's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's why. Maybe we'll have to so, we'll have to con- con- concede this to to Professor G. Yes, he'll definitely have a the little story bit of insight. Yeah, so Chic Orlando. <laughs> yes. So let's take a look at at Saturday's program. Nine races on the card. We're gonna kick it off with a four and a half conditional conditional claimers here. Actually, no condition, is it? Uh, yeah, nine winners of two races since 22 allowed. So $2,500 is the claiming price for a field of seven. Who would you end up picking here? I went to the one, Camilchi Gold, to start it off here for uh, Kelly Castaneda. Second time off the claim. Uh, ran a pretty good second. Uh, only beaten three and a half, but drops back down here. Has shown plenty of speed in the past. Uh, doesn't look like there's a ton of speed in here. I, I think in, on, on the drop-in class, yeah, I think it'll be able to outduel Tennille to the outside, who uh, ran a monster race last time, but hadn't really been firing before that. So I think should hold a class edge over that one and could be long gone. And this is going to be a, a tricky. This was a tricky race for me to figure out. Uh-huh. I could have built a case for a lot of these horses. Uh, I don't know how deep I'm going to go in my TVG pick four, but it's going to be a uh, probably the the leg I, I use a lot of uh, coverage here. But I'm going to the two Tennille here for uh, Jesus Nunez. Last time out, uh, C. Secret, the second place finisher, broke like a rocket, and Tennille actually had to be used a little bit more to go to the lead. But once uh, the seven-year-old Mary got to the lead, she never gave up and coasted home to a 54, 51-4 final clocking. Uh, I like what I saw, and I think that Johnny Allen is going to stick again. Is also a good thing for, for this mare. So I'm going with the two Tennille, the four very thankful, uh, four, four, consecutive, four, four consecutive four furlong events. This one is finally stretching out to four and a half. Looks like this one could be sharp to to get that extra furlong. Then I'll go to the five. I'll tell you what here for Sergio Morphin. Look at that that uh that new uh training ranks here for Sergio yeah. Morphin. Yeah. So he's uh he's gonna he's got his trainer's license now. He's gonna pick up a a runner here from Chuck Trees Martin. Is it taking business away from you? That what is this? You know I don't really know the Do whole you know the story. story? You know the story. I, I really don't. Okay. I, I have, because I told you, my dad won't tell me anything. <laughs> I, that is true. <laughs> he, he's, he said, because uh, Sergio Morphin was uh, Cooper's, uh, John Cooper's assistant, yes. if you guys uh, see in the program. And he just told me that John Cooper said, you should take out your trainer's license. And so, uh, you know, Jaime Morphin is Sergio's brother. You know, they've been with my dad, you know, since before I was born. Yeah. You know, they've been over 30 years. Yeah. So uh, I, I think they've just taken their horses to the and uh, put them in Sergio's name here, and he started his training efforts. And uh, just wishing the best of luck. He's he's always been a good help for my dad. Yeah, and I think I think I'll tell you what is a good off the pace kind of threat. Uh, so if, you know, some of the speed kind of gets tired in the front end. There's plenty of speed in this field. I think the five can pick up the pieces at a price of six to one. So I'll go two, four, and five. Yeah. Outside of the one, I, I agreed. I, I thought it was a, a pretty tough race. I went to the four uh, for second. Very thankful. I think uh, dropping down from 4,000 to 2,500 should get a, a nice stocking trip. And, and then for uh, third place, I went to Saliana, who I thought has run two pretty strong races here. Back to back, two outs ago, one by four. And then last time I uh, was rallying and almost uh, got up. Uh, to beat, uh, I tell you what, the, the runner to the inside, they're only lost by half a length. So I'm going to go back there, but uh, it's really going to have to be closing late. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tricky race to kick off the cart here on Saturday. So I'll go 2 4 5. 1 4 6. All right, race number two, four furlongs. So we're shortening up half a furlong here for claimers, 3,200, three year olds and up, which have never won a race at four furlongs. So pretty interesting condition here. We got a field of six horses lined up, set to go. Morning Night Favorite is going to be Ajak. Are you with the Morning Night Favorite or against the Morning Night Favorite? I'm going to try and beat her. Wow. Yeah. I'm I went to... back before. This was a yeah. race that I handicapped. I handicapped race by race because mm-hmm. I like to keep my, my video replay analysis fresh. 
So before I move to another race, I I just I do my rankings, my top three rankings. Okay. Um. So, but this was a race I actually left alone, and I came back and did another analysis because first of all, I was like, I'm against this. This this horse is gonna get beat. And yeah. then at the end, I went back, looked at the replays and at the analysis. I was like. She's she's just good on numbers. I'm yeah. gonna pick him on top, but I you could have swayed me either way here. Yeah, I think if I'm playing a pick four, I'm I'm only gonna go too deep. I'm only gonna go uh, three four. Okay. Uh, I'm just taking a shot because jet uh, jetpack black is very quick, and is shortening up to four furlongs. You know, if it's four and a half, I think Ajax you know beats this field, but I'm gonna go with just shortening up that uh, other half furlong uh, one last time and uh, finish second. Uh, you know, just week in there, I'm just uh, went 51 and four and 51 and three in the past two. Those are pretty strong efforts. Is raising up to 3,200, but I think fits with this group. So I'm just going to take a shot here. And Lorenzo Reese had a big price winner. I want to say during the daytime, I want to say Friday or Thursday here at Los at a big price over the daytime mobile. Jetpack Black is going to be my third choice. Like I mentioned, I went back and forth and I eventually did give Ajax my top pick just based on numbers, based on the class uh, running lines for this one. There is a big drop, climbing ten thousand to thirty two hundred. Yeah, uh, we'll have to see what that kind of plays. You know, if Angie Aquino and Ashley Garcia are playing a little bit of poker here, uh, but the purse is nine thousand dollars, so a good chunk of change here on the line. So I'll pick the four on top. The three is going to be my third choice for everything you said. I like how this one was a uh, was a game uh, winner last time out, dueled and and was able to hold on for the victory behind the speedy, great Bambino. For my second choice, I'll go to the six here. Big energy for Keith Craigmile, Raider Rob Racing, and Vinny Benard. By the way, did you know? I don't know if I told you this, but uh, Raider Rob Racing, Rob, the owner, he's a he's a regular contest player during the daytime for mm -hmm. the NHC seats. He got beat out of a seat for I want to say a dollar or two dollars last week. Oh my god! It was a brutal. I beat. heard he was uh, in front for most of the way. He he did, and I you know I I I left. Um, because I was helping Orlando with the consent with the with the heavy handicapping contest, but there was a pretty close. There wasn't too much of a gap between the last race to the first race of out. So I left as soon as I left the upstairs to go downstairs to the TV set immediately after the race. So I didn't see the updated standings. Mm -hmm. But uh, after I seen the recap, he got beat by like a dollar or two dollars for a Vegas seat. Yeah, brutal. I think he went first to fourth, and there they took the top three. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, I, that that was pretty brutal. Yeah, I talked to Professor G, and I think he told me a couple of players went all in. I think a couple of players had like a thousand or, or twelve hundred or something like that, mm -hmm. and they won all in uh, to win on the Baffert runner in the last race, which yeah. ended up winning. I want to say three to five or four or five, whatever. Yeah, won pretty easy. Yeah, so it was a big jump. A lot of players went all in, and they yeah. connected. Yeah, I. I'm sure he's going to rethink his strategy <laughs> next time. He's probably going to wonder why I didn't bet more or why I played it yeah. a little too safe. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. It, it could it could go both ways. But most of the time, uh, gamblers, I, I say, they, they say you got to play. You got to yeah. play to win. Yes. So, uh, he, uh, just he take plays, it as a learning lesson. He plays to win. I, I, was, I was interesting that he didn't gamble a lot in the last race. He kind of He kind of sat back and waited. But uh, there's another contest Saturday again in Los Al uh, during the daytime. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be back for more. Try to get a seat to Vegas. So I'll go four, four, six, three for me in race two. Yeah, same numbers, just a little different order. Three, four, six. All right, race number three. And uh, happy it's 60th reunion for the class of 1958 for St. <laughs> Anthony's. St. Anthony's 60th reunion, class of 1958. Wow. You have That's, to give them a shout out on air. I mean, you think about it. My parents are from 62. Mm -hmm. My parents are 55, 56. So if you're this is this is not even born. This is class of '58. Yeah. So you're talking about at that point. They My were, dad was born in '58. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. how old is this class? How old are they? Shoot, I mean that means they gotta be '80s. Uh, I'm guessing, right? My dad's sixty. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so this class is here enjoying the race at Los Alamitos. Welcome, welcome, yes. Irene. Yeah. You guys are awesome here. All right. Claiming uh, conditional claimers, $4,000, three-year-olds and up, which have never won two races. We got a field of six. Are you going with the house horse? You know, I did ask him about it. Ooh. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't have a drum roll sound effect just yet. I, I got to download Yeah, it. well, we'll have to get we'll, one. We'll work on that. Uh, nothing too exciting. Oh, I said, on. how's Rimditch? He goes, good. <laughs> That's it? That's 
Good. Yep. Good. Because I got another one in there too. Uh, four upperclassmen. Yeah. I got a closer in there. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I like the three. So I'm going with the, the three right off the we bat. We agree. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, looked really good. First time off the claim there for my dad. Uh, just looked really sharp there at four yes. furlongs. Went uh-huh. 44 and four. Uh, just crushed around the whole the whole way. And uh, just looked really impressive. You know, stepping up to the $4,000 level and uh, stretches out to four and a half. Uh, that scares me a little bit. Just uh, ran so sharp last time. I think only has to compete uh, with the two. I think the five uh, might... Try and sit a little off mm-hmm. uh, the two and three, possibly. But I'm just hoping, uh, Alpha, what I saw last time, you can just step it up here and then uh, go on maybe to the $5,000 level. I mean, Rimjish was visually impressive last time out the way he uh, he accelerated. So I, I think he's he might be the lone speed. If he gets a little bit of pressure, it's going to come from the two, I think so, here for uh, our fellow owner, Enrique Gelagaso, Gelasio Garcia. Rick is a good guy. He actually um, he always like gives me like a snack. On the side, he usually drops off some cookies or yeah. something that I usually uh, take up to Professor G after I'm done, ni- done nibbling them. Does he the- uh, come by and give you the nod like he when does. his horse is ready? Yeah, yeah and he oh, gives me he gives, he gives me the shh. Oh, the, really? The tiny one. Oh. <laughs> he gives me the shh that either he's going to claim one yeah. or that he thinks he likes his horse. So okay. He's a, he, he's a very uh, a good guy that likes to come to the set and say hello. So uh, I think he's that's the main threat for the three. So I'll go three, two. And the one confirmed who I think can pick up the pieces along the inside has enough speed to stay close. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a good thing to have for the one because uh, that's going to have them within striking range of who I think the speed is going to be the three and the two. So I'll go three, two, and the one as a potential closer here in race number three. Uh, yeah, we disagree with horses underneath. I, I went to the five gutsy streak. Okay. Uh, first time off the claim for Jose Avalos. Uh, always dangerous off the claim. He's 36%. Uh, this horse won last time for 3,200 with uh, John Cooper. Uh, ran a really game race at 51 and three. Uh, steps him up here, but you know if uh, this horse can improve the way Jose Avalos can improve runners, I think has a big chance. And then in my third spot, I went upperclassman. Uh, yes. The other Chuck Treese mm-hmm. runner here was claimed for 60, uh, 62.50. You know, kind of a disappointing effort there last time for five. Drops it down to 4,000. I, I think there's. Uh, a big chance for this horse to sit a nice trip and hopefully be closing down the lane. All right. So recap, I'll go three, two, one, three, five, four. All right. Race number four. We got quarter horses and thoroughbreds going 870 yards, but do we actually have a quarter? We did not have a quarter horse. All thoroughbred event here and race number four to close out the early pick four. It's all around the hook to pick four. So this is going to be an interesting race. Are you all in on money at four to five? Is he the lone speed? I think we got to go with Monty. Yeah. I mean, a former lock of the night, I believe, yes, before, before I, it was scratched. Uh, yeah. But I, I thought the horse was was awful tough that night. But uh, last time out uh, there on August 4th, we got beat by my lock of the night there towards the light. Yes. Uh, but ran a really bang-up time there in 45-35. Like you said, his lone speed in here, I, I think this one is just going to get away and be long gone. Yeah, he, he just looks like, like the lone speed in this field. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, Rosianna Dana could be the only threat last time out. Shadow Op got to a huge lead, and Rosianna Dana was able, was able to just nibble that lead and, and was actually getting to the winner late, there late, but uh, Shadow Op just built too big of a lead uh, to make up for Rosianna Dana. So uh, I think the one is the main threat to the three. And the five, Jess, I'm ready. Art Sherman, Johnny Allen, you know, good second, two starts back behind. Uh, we talked about that same sharp runner in Shadow Op. And the last time I broke the main, stopping the clock in 45-59. I think that's a horse that's on the improve. Comes out of, out of uh, his best race yet now in 11 career starts. And I think that's the only contender here in this spot. So I'll go 3, 1, and 5. I got the same exact trio. Wow. 3, 1, 5. Nothing to argue about right there. Race number 5. The Arabians are back, Chris. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, is Billy Lewis uh, in here? I don't know. We, we got Helen Shelley here. <laughs> Uh, we got Chris Russell. Uh, we're only missing Joy Scott and Agapito. In this, in who, this, in who's this. the uh, the king of the Arabians? Um, Phil ever, Saxer. Phil Saxer. That 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 trainer. He he had him really? for a, a long time here. He was the king. Yeah. And then Billy Lewis. Billy Lewis. Helen Shelley. Yeah. Uh, who else? I remember. I mean, your dad has some good Arabians as well. Yeah, he got into it there for a while. Yeah. Um, he had a guy sending him horses from Tennessee. He had a, a horse named Walk the Line. Yep. Um, 
he had a lot of say Sevilla proof horses. He had say mag proof, <laughs> yeah. say more proof. He, so yeah, my dad uh, did pretty well for a while. Yeah, with the and, Arabians. I, and I remember when Agapito was riding full time here, uh, early 2004, 2003, I want to say he only rode full time, maybe a year, year and a half here. And then he, he would always get a call from your dad whenever there'll be an Arabian stakes. Hey, can you yeah. come write this one for me? And, and I remember one time, I'm not going to forget this story. Uh, Joy Scott had ridden that horse. I don't know what barn it was it, but they told Agapito, I want you to ride it tonight on the stakes. Mm-hmm. And Agapito was like, he took the mount because it was a good mount. Yeah. But he kept telling us, man, I'm going to feel bad walking there because I know it was Joy Scott's mount and blah, blah, blah. He's like, uh, but I had to take it. It was a good mount. Yeah. And that night, for some reason, I, th- I think Agapito stumbled out of the gate. And the other long shot that I think uh, Joy Scott picked up, she ended up winning. Oh, God. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of <laughs> like one of those karma mounts. That, that would have been one to follow the jockey <laughs> yeah, on there. It would have yeah, worked out in your favor. Yeah, because uh, Agapito was like, He's like, uh, he's, he's, he's like, ah, they, they call me to ride the stakes, uh, this Arabian stakes. By this time, he's already riding full time or saying, you know? yeah. Uh, but he's like, Joe Scott used to ride it, and, but it was a good match, so I took it. But I feel bad because whatever, just it was Joe Scott's match or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just car ride. I got people like stumbled or something happened. To yeah. Joe Scott ended just up wasn't winning. Meant yeah, to it be. wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Ravens are back here for an alliance on Saturday. On Sunday, they're back for a stakes event. But in this field of seven, who'd you, who'd you end up picking? Yeah, I thought this was a, a pretty tough Arabian race. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think you can be too confident in, in anybody in here, even, even the favorites. Um, I did ultimately go with the seven, uh, Majestic A on the outside yep. for Terry Eaton. Uh, it looks like he's, he's the uh, Arabian trainer to beat. Yep. He's 23% on the year. Uh, he's got three runners in here. Uh, is a three-year-old facing older? But uh, hasn't missed the board in five starts and, and has, has beaten and also lost to, to the other favorite here, Cody Surprise A. But I just like how consistent this horse has been. Um, it, it, there's not a whole lot of speed in mm-hmm. here, but it's also shown that uh, he can come from off the pace. So I just think uh, this one has a very versatile style, and I think I can trust this one the most here in the fifth. And I also like the outside draw. I think that's going to be beneficial. I think that's going to allow the jockey here, Francisco Mori, to either try to cross over and lead into that first turn, mm-hmm. we're kind of settled to whoever wants to lead and, and do a checking trick right there. I love the six for long distance because you get essentially two turns mm-hmm. and then you get a little bit of a jockey's race heading into the first turn. I'm going to have uh, to remember how to even call this, right? right? So, uh, where where Sorry, the calls yeah, are going to yeah. be at. <laughs> so this is look, uh, uh, a fun uh, fun fact for, for the listeners out there. Try to, try to spot the mistakes in charge. Oh, take it easy. Charts. Come on. I pride myself <laughs> on my right. charts. So I'll go, uh, I'll go seven here. We'll agree with the seven. Likely race, okay. outside draw. Uh, I think that's a horse to beat. For a second, I'll go for uh, to the six horse. Six to one here. Never never say never for Terry Eden and Benny Bednar. Uh, good day be win. Two starts back, stopping the clock and one to six flat. And then last time out, didn't get the best of strips and ended up finishing fourth. But I still think it was a good good start against the uh, winners for the first time. So I'll go seven six, and then the three Cody Surprise, who's been running against some tough tougher competition and a couple of stakes there in Northern California. A good second two starts back, a good third three starts back. Uh, so I'll, I'll go for this one for Terry Eaton as well. So seven six three for me. Yeah, just a little different order. Seven three six. I think we're all in on uh, Terry Eaton here. Well, looking forward to seeing the Ravens back on Saturday here. Hello, Sal. Race number six, the start of the late pick four. We got quarter horses made in claimers for a $10,000 tag. We got a good field of eight here set to post. Who'd you end up picking? I went to the four. Do me a favor here for uh, Matt Fails, dropping down from maiden 16 to, to $10,000 level. But I like the way this horse has been finishing. He's uh, had trouble in all three outings. I think this horse just needs to get a clean start to, to show the late kick it has. Yeah, that's going to be fourth on my numbers there. Uh, that was a good second two starts back last time out. Didn't break all that well, but still finished okay there for fifth. Uh, I'll go to the seven. Vincitori here for Valentin Zamudio. <laughs> Good second last time out. The winner was a sharp winner that night. I want to say for Matt Fells, babe watching. And this horse finished second. Uh, bye-bye, neck in front of the Twisted Strawfly. If I remember correctly, Twisted Strawfly might be might have been coming out of a win. Uh I mean, I mean, might have been coming out of a very good second. Uh, so I respect the effort for Vincitori. Uh, good second. By far the best race he's run in his short four-race career. So I'll pick the seven on top. I'll go to the eight improvised for second for Paul Jones. 
I like the improvement. That was first start off of a bit of a layoff. Uh, lead by fire was much the best. Nobody, nobody was beating that horse that night. But Improvised ran a pretty good 1578 there under Ayala, and Ayala stays aboard. Um, and then a bit of a price for third, Dashing JB for Pat Fisher. Saul Ramirez Jr. picks up the mound for the first time. This one was fractured in the gate and ran a better than looked fourth, I thought, in that field of six. Um, so I think that we still haven't seen the best of the Dashing JB. So I'll go seven, eight, six with your four being my super effective horse. Yeah, I went uh, four, eight, seven. I agree with the uh, eight improviser on the outside for Paul Jones. Uh, drops down again. When it dropped down from the $16,000 level to twelve five, it was uh, competitive there. Lost by a length and a half, but I, I think is going in the right direction and draws the outside, takes another uh, step down in the class level. Hopefully that one can improve there for improvise. And the seven, Vincitori. Uh, everything you said before, uh, Ramon Sanchez gets aboard here. He's usually a pretty good combo with mm -hmm. Zamudio, and okay. hopefully he can get this one to the wire. All right, recap. I'll go seven, seven, eight, six. Four, eight, seven. All right, race number six at the start of the late pick four. Race number seven. We got a good field of six. Quarter horse is going 300, yard, 300 yards. Maiden claim an event. Uh, but you've, you've known me. You've known me for this kind of, this mm -hmm. kind of horse yeah. right here. Uh -huh. Curtis, no. I'm not giving up. No. I'm not giving up. No. I'm not giving up. <laughs> not giving up. I commend you. Lock of the night. I'm sticking with it. Lock of the night. And yes, you can guess it. Legally hot. Of course. Legally hot. Look, we, I think we talked about this horse last time on the podcast. He was not, he wasn't, he wasn't even entered, but mm -hmm. we actually remembered about this horse. He's run seven races. I think he's been in the lock. She's been the lock now three times counting this one. Mm -hmm. And I think I picked her on top on total of four times, I think. Uh, but she she almost she looked like a winner last time out. She ran a very good effort. First time first start in the barn of Jesus Nunez. Finished about three quarters of a length clear of the third place finisher. Once you have it there, would win that effort in fifteen eighty three. Illegally hot would uh, finish gaming there for a second. I like the improvement. I like that Cruz Mendes takes over the mound. One more try. Legally hot, the lock of the night. Hey, I went against you on this one. Uh, I, I went to the five, always dreaming mm -hmm. for one Alamon. Uh, I like this horse, two starts back there. I believe it was Rainbow Fraternity Trials yes. uh, in those races. Uh, ran a, a far behind second to Flying Cowboy, one, two, three. But beat Miss Talks a lot, who uh, I believe is in Sunday night for Paul. And that horse came back to win a fraternity trial. So I think that was a pretty tough race. Flying Cowboy uh, was a, a fraternity qualifier, well-regarded horse for uh, Blaine Wood. I think it's out of the, the uh, Cole Cash 1-2-3 family. I think so, yeah. So uh, came back in the All-American uh, fraternity trials and uh, just had a really hard start there. Bumped and bobbled at the start. So... Well, I'm just going to draw a line through that one, and hopefully one all can get this one to fire first time at Los Al. Carlos Huerta will be aboard uh, for this mount. And, uh, you know, I, I tweeted it out, but uh, Run Happy, the quarter horse that debuted here at Los Al, broke uh -huh. the maiden at Indiana Grand, I want to say two or three nights ago, two okay. or three days ago. And now we got Always Dreaming. So you think it's the thoroughbred connections? <laughs> the, or? The, the Always Dreaming Kentucky Derby winner uh -huh. of, uh, did he win last year or two years ago? No, obviously Justify won last year, but I want to say he was a winner two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so we got Run Happy. Just retired as well, correct? Yeah. yeah. Off to uh, stud. Mm -hmm. So Always Dreaming here. It's going to be your pick. Two to one on the morning line. Yes. Uh, I agree. That's the main threat to the two. So I'll go two, five. And then the six, Charging Corona for Mike Robbins. This one broke from the rail last time out, uh, but you know was able to hold on for third in that effort uh, last time out. That was back in 17th of July. So there's there's been a little bit of a break here. This one to... To get back into rhythm, draws the outside and uh, gets over Ramirez. Does need to break better. Doesn't really get out of the gate all that well, mm -hmm. but she's definitely showing a little bit of run. So I'll go two, five, and six. Yeah, same runners, just a little different order. Uh, I I think the six is related to Charm of Corona. I want to uh, say so, yeah. I mean, so I think we definitely uh, can see some improvement in this horse. And uh, like you said, draws the outside, gets off the inside portion of the track. So we'll climbs the board. I think that's going to help. Yeah, and then legally hot there in the two hole. Uh, picks up Cruz Mendez. I think that's an improvement over Rangel. Mm -hmm. And a second time for the new connections. So hopefully they can get this one to just uh, improve a, a little bit more here and finally get her into the winner. I'm gonna finally going to get even with legally hot. Believe me, tonight <laughs> is the night, Curtis. I will be hot. rooting for you. Legally hot, the lock of the night. I, I just think Cruz Mendez is a, it's a lot more aggressive out of the gate. 
I think that that mean that might be what she needs. All right, there's two races left. You know what time it is? The late daily double. Yes, it is time for the late daily double. We got a very interesting late double, and we're gonna kick it off with a maiden event, 300 yards for the quarter horses, straight maidens. We got a couple of uh, horses that have been running against Petriti Trial type of connections. Who'd you end up picking here? Uh, I, I thought this was a, a pretty good little maiden race here in the mm -hmm. eighth. Uh, I went to the six, Kate's bow tie for mm -hmm. one Allemon. So I'm hopefully uh, hoping Allemon has a pretty good night. Mm -hmm. He has been winning lately, yeah. so uh, usually he can he can fire in bunches. But uh, just has been running against Stevie B, Flash of Cash, A Political Pence, Ali Bay Foose, Corona by Corona. You know, all the horses are there, and has been finishing well in each start. Had trouble in the debut. Then last time out, I'm just going to draw a, you know a line through that race off slow in the Ed Burke Juvenile, and uh, was really competitive before that, though. Uh, I'm hoping can just get out of the gate here. Azir Escape, I'm scared of, uh, has run some good races, but uh, against tougher foes, that uh, hasn't really done that well, and Kate's Bowtie has been uh, a little bit closer, so I'm going to go with her on top. How about a Missouri bread? Katie's Bowtie, did you see that? Oh, is it Missouri bread? Missouri bread. Look at it coming out. They're coming wow. out of the woodwork. It, Pretty uh well bred, I think. First prize, Kate. Yeah. If if I'm uh if I'm correct, I can't remember the the runners, but I think that's some Riodoso, New Mexico yeah. form. Look at this. So I'll go down the breeding. We got an Idaho bred, a Wyoming bred, California bred, New Mexico bred, Oklahoma bred, Missouri bred, and Oklahoma bred. So when's the last time you seen all the sow race that didn't have that the, they were the California breds were outnumbered. There's only one Calvert in here. I know. Usually, there's a there's a lot of at all red runners, yeah. Steve Steve Burns yeah. runners. So uh, later later in the year, they're starting to travel. Here. This is great. I mean, this is this shows you a little bit of variance here, and uh, you know, connections coming in from out of state, uh, and you know, breeders from all across the country showing up to Los Sal. So you go to the six. I'll go to the one. Why not dash here from Monte Rosa? This one kind of lugged out last time out from the last uh, from the outside post. Would finish third. Uh, and I thought it was a game effort there for this one, getting back from Sandy Downs, where this one qualified to the bitter futurity and was a troubled ninth. But look at who won that made event last time out. Mm -hmm. Esteline, the fastest qualifier to the PCQHRA Breeders Futurity. So I like why not dash here. Second time, a bit of a layoff, and second time back here at LaSalle. Jose Nicasio stays aboard. So I'll pick the one on top. Latest look, the three is a little bit of a price for me for second. Last time out, veered in, and it was a good third from the rail. I, I still think we haven't seen the best of this filly. I think she she ran good there uh, for Scott Willoughby. So I'll go 1-3, and then Sarah Escape with that gate speed. is always a threat, but she's been not knocking on the door. She definitely deserves a little bit of a respect in this spot. So 1-3-5 for me. That went 5-6-7. Uh, uh, went to the 7 for third there, Jessica Helene. Out of uh, a really nice mare, a really well-bred horse here, Mr. Jess Perry, at a Bell Helene, who's dropped a, a lot of good runners over in Texas and New Mexico. Uh, didn't really fire in Rio Doso. Paul brings uh, brings her out here and didn't get away, you know, stumbled and broken at the start, but I thought finished really well and draws the outside here with Ayala and a nice little price of 5-1. to one. And I can tell you uh, 4, 5, 6, and 7, they're all paid into the Golden State and 2 million futurity trials, so maybe they're trying to see what they got here, and maybe they can will them back for the trials in a couple of weeks. All right, race number nine. Very interesting 550-yard allowance to win the card. Not only that, we have the millionaire. He looks hot, the winner of Los Alto Million in, in his two-year-old campaign. He had a horrible start last time out in the Go-Man Go. Yeah. Uh, he was actually my single that night because I was banking that he was, you know, that was going to be the best prize we were ever going to get this year on him, and he just didn't get out to a good start. And uh, finish an even six, but tonight going 550 yards. Curtis, do you like he looks hot? Not only do I like he's looks hot, wow, but I'm gonna make him my he lock hot of the night. Nice, yeah, I mean, he's been running against so much better horses, yeah. You know, he's been uh, developed a little bit of a rivalry, we thought, with he's a dash of fire there, uh, and just all the names you see on the page, much tougher than uh, all the runners in here. I just think he's just you know, too good, he stretches out to 550, you know, trying that for the first time. But I, I don't really see too many horses in here that have run really good times. The five Mickey Ward, and uh, that's a good reason, have one at the 550-yard distance, but they haven't put up stellar times 
And I think just drawing along the inside, uh, I think he's just the class of the field. He's going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, he is going to be tough to beat. I agree that he looks like the horse to beat. Mickey Ward is going to be the main threat. He's turned into a nice 550-yard uh, special this year. Has won two out of the last four starts. And the other two starts, he's ran into the other 550-yard specialist, and he is the rising star. So Mickey Ward here for Matt Fells looks well man in this spot. And then the six, that's a good reason. It's going to be my third choice coming out of that good win last time out. Drawing the outside, I think Ayala is going to have this one ready to go out of the gate again. So I'll go one, five, six here in race number nine. I got the same uh, exact order there. I can't disagree with it anyway. I thought uh, Mickey Ward, like I said, looked tough. Uh, he seems to like the longer distances. That's a good reason. Did win last time, mm -hmm. but the time I didn't think was that stellar. You know, didn't even break uh, you know twenty-seven seconds. So. I put him in the third spot. I think it'll be tough there on the outside, but yeah, one, five, six. All right, so that's that's Saturday night's program, and I think yeah, he looks hot. I mean, I can't see myself going two or three deep there. Either he wins or he doesn't. So I'll probably yeah. single in the pick four as well. So there you go. I got my lock in the seventh race, and uh, I'll single. He looks hot as well. So this pick four is a double now. Essentially easy, a double, easy, easy. Money. <laughs> All right, a quick look ahead to Sunday's program because we have the four hundred yard, hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Mildred and Vessel Memorial Handicap, Grade One, a bird to the champion. Champions on the line. We've got a field of ten set to go. The morning line favorite is going to be the inside runner, Thermonuclear Energy, at two to one, with uh, Jess Rabian on the outside at five to two. Uh, the second choice on the morning line for Jesus Nunez and E.G. High Desert Farms. How'd you see this race uh, shaping out? You know, as good as thermonuclear has been uh, recently at the 400-yard distance, uh, I think she's finally going down tonight. Ooh. I'm going with uh, one of our old favorites on the outside, just Raven. Wow. Uh, took some time off. Hasn't yes. been seen since November, but mm -hmm. you know, it was just really a workhorse. It was just running a lot, and I think it's finally good that this mare got a break. Ayala hops back aboard. The works had looked really good, worked 12-20, and mm -hmm. then uh, had that 17-8 gate drill there on August 11th. I think uh, has the gate speed uh, from the outside. Uh, is better than Straw Finders Jesse. Better than Jess Moss. So should be out there on the lead above those horses. And I'm hoping that the quick Jess Hawk can maybe put a little uh, a, a little uh, gap on Thermonuclear Energy, who has broken slow in the past. I'm um, hopefully maybe can can get her pinned in on the rail and keep her from that closing light kick and let Jess Raven go. Shame on you. Shame on you. How do you just turn your back on Thermonuclear Energy? <laughs> We're going to duel right here. I'm going to the inside. You're going to the outside. Uh -huh. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with the big mare, Thermonuclear Energy. Uh, she's she's learned to break much better now. True. Uh, you know, she's gotten better out of the gate. And when she's she, she keeps getting better out of the gate, she's going to win a lot of races. And, like, she's done. She's won three out of the last four. A second behind Kitty Up Cowgirl. Three starts back. But, uh, I, you know, she's, she's bred to be a good one. She's finally starting to figure things out. She loves to win races. I'm going to stick with her. Thermonuclear energy. So I'll stick inside. You'll go to the outside. Yes, I think uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty good race. I think uh, so. I think we might be seeing uh, a a Philly mayor's uh, or like a type of hold air hostage BH Lisa's boy yeah, here. This could if, be a if good just deal. Ravens out there. Yeah. Thermonuclear energy has to close and get up <laughs> at the wire. So it's gonna be a good race the whole way. It is. Uh, so this is, this is gonna be a good good bridge towards next week's finals of the of the PCQHRA finals and. And of course, the big sell. Um, so, is your dad, uh, your dad going to the trip up uh, to the Rolling Eagle Ranch? Yeah, he's definitely going. Uh, mm -hmm. He he's already got. I think they've already planned a little golfing trip. Him uh, and uh, Chris O'Dell, they're big really? golfing buddies, so they'll find somewhere. I'm not a golfer. I don't have the patience <laughs> for it. Uh, I've tried to go, but I, I just get too frustrated. But uh, they're definitely going. All right. So, who's carpooling? Just you and Dad? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think it'll be uh, me and him. Uh, I'm pretty sure Odell will go up along. Maybe his uh, uh, his girlfriend, Wendy, uh, might go with him. Maybe Colton, his yeah. son, uh, even go. And I know he likes to go to the sales, but uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, with horsemen, travel arrangements can be uh, last-second decisions. I'll text, you, I'll text you Sunday night. Uh, I'll be like, either wait for me or just <laughs> text me pictures when you get there. That's okay. gonna be, you're going to get one of those texts from Fair me. Fair enough. Wait for me. Or uh, just text me. <laughs> or text go me without picture. me. Yes. That's going to be what, what my text is going to be. It all depends. It all depends. But that's a look ahead into this week at Los Al. Looking forward to it. We uh, we might start covering 
of the racetracks. Sounds good to me. We might start bringing more coverage. Lone Star is coming in. Lone Star is coming Zia in. Zia just started. Zia is about to start. So I tweeted out that Jose was going to be over there mm -hmm. riding for the Thurbridge. Okay. He had an eventful trip over there. Like he, he was, he was in, he was a, he went, he made the drive. He was over there working horses for a couple of days. He had an eventful morning working some horses. His car almost got broken into. Some apartments that were available were suddenly not available. Um, so it was just a mess. He's like, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm not saying I'm out. I'm going back home. Yeah. So he's, he's literally driving back home to California right now. So I don't know if he's going to go back and ride in Pennsylvania now. Yeah. Or he's just going to go back to working here horses here at uh at uh southern california he was working for john sadler for the last half a year year or so um but it's tough to pick up mounts here yeah it's just so many horses i mean you're talking about six seven horse field you got pratt van dyke tyler base bejarano that's already four yep. horses that are taking over mm -hmm. and those are usually the top betting choices you're left with two or three mounts uh, and of course you got that agapito you got pedrosa you got all the apprentices so there's no horse to ride uh so Either he goes back to just being a stable worker mm -hmm. uh, for Sadler Barn, or he's going to go back East Coast and start riding again. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. Yeah, you know, to touch upon what you said about him just packing up, coming home, or going to Pennsylvania, yeah. I'm shocked. Like, that's got to be hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have to have a certain disposition, I guess you could say. Um, you're just you never know where you're gonna you know lay yeah. down your roots that exactly. you're just gonna pack up and move to you're gonna go back to california <laughs> you're gonna go back east i mean these are you know different climates weather decisions that you have to live with but that, uh, if you're a jockey you have to be able to go anywhere that's the thing i mean he was he had great success in pennsylvania mm -hmm. uh he was you know he was right he was top two top three rider at parks um there's good purses over there he rode winners at monmouth at laurel he was picking amounts everywhere delaware um he won a a lot of stakes, uh, but overall, you get homesick. Okay. Winters are rough over there. Uh, we really have no family over there. When I lived in Kentucky for a year, we went and visited him at parks in Pennsylvania. But other than that, winter's getting lonely. Yeah. Rough weather. You got to wake up in freezing temperatures to work horses at, you know, yeah. layers and layers and gloves and, like, ski masks. Yeah. And uh, he was like, finally, I've had enough. I'm going back to California. Yeah. So he was back here. Now he's itching back to ride full time. <laughs> It's just the life of a jockey. That's what I can remember when uh, Los Al wasn't running year-round, when we would have harness here. My dad and uh, Julian Morphin, who uh, we talked about earlier, Sergio's brother, um, they would go to Albuquerque. Yeah. And I can remember my dad saying, like, oh, he looked at his uh, hotel window, and, yeah. and the, the pool was frozen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, luckily, we finally went to year-round, and he got to stay here full-time. But uh, my dad made the rounds uh, to Northern California and New Mexico, and uh, I think he's glad to just stay here full-time. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of like uh, the blessing and the curse. You know, having a year-round station yeah. uh, is always a blessing that, you know, we don't have to pick up our roots and go somewhere else for six months and come back. Uh, so we'll stick it out once again here. Anything else for the after show? No, I think we're good. Go Dodgers, back in first place. Oh, God, Nine at least your go. team's going, doing Nine good. Games to go. I heard Puig's on fire. Puig's on fire. <laughs> Do you think Shohei Otani's going to have Tommy John? He's still batting. Yeah. And there's rumors saying that he might I have heard they, they might put it off till maybe 2020. Yeah. like um, the, You know, that he's doing so well at the plate that uh, maybe they'll just go with that. But Why, why don't you just switch to a full-time batter? <sighs> That's kind of what I thought. I... I told Professor when he first came here, I said, there's no way they're going to let him pitch and or hit. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, both ways. Or, or pitch and hit, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I figure, you know, it's just too uh, valuable either either way, especially in the pitching yeah. side, the way uh, we value pitchers. I thought he would just do that. But, uh, yeah, he's going to have to have this surgery. Uh, we don't really know what's going to happen. But for right now, uh, he's hitting the ball pretty good. All right. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers <laughs> the rest of the way. All right, guys, that's the show. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody.